If you're looking for the most amazing podcast ever, well, this isn't it. You're listening to The Average Fellas Podcast, guaranteed to let you down and leave you unsatisfied. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Average Fells Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Man, am I excited to be here. I'm excited to be on the web another day, another interview with another guest, guys. Hey, drop by our website, www.averagefellows.com, and subscribe to our coffee subscription. That's right, we're live. The coffee subscription is live, seven ninety nine. Plus a shipping fee, unfortunately, um, uh, we'll se- we'll send you four ounces of specialty craft roasted coffee directly to your door for seven ninety nine, guys. Um, this is a this is a, a a single origin, meaning that it's one bean from one location, roasted to perfection, shipped directly to your door, guys. When you support the podcast, you support the average fella. When you support the podcast, you support small businesses, nonprofits, independent artists, all the people that we get on the web and we share their story with all of you. So, anyways, drop by our website www www.averagefells.com for your coffee. Okay, I think I got through it all. I think I, I think I got through it all finally. I'm getting better at that. I'm getting better at it. Um, but this morning we have a very special guest. This is a longtime friend of mine. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, our mothers are best friends, and we just sort of grew up together. And um, you know, just I, you know, when you grow up with people they're in your life forever, you know? So now at this point, we're just cousins at this point. That's pretty much what it's turned into. Um, so a really good friend of the family, uh, my longtime friend who is a traveling nurse, uh, Antoinette Flores. How's it going, Antoinette? How are you? It is going really good. I'm excited to be on your show. Um, I, I can't complain. I'm living my dream right now. So <laughs> Um, like you said, I'm traveling and it's been, it's been amazing. I'm only three weeks into my travel contract. So, um, so far so good. Um, but it's, it's just been really good. Wow, man. That's awesome. Well, that's really good to hear. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're loving it. So, uh, well, tell me a little bit about about yourself, Anthony. I know, like well, you you actually sent me some coffee, uh, so you happen to be a coffee lover. I know that. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? <laughs> I love coffee. <laughs> yes, I love coffee. I'm a night shift nurse. I have to have my coffee. Um, I'm just I'm addicted, and I'm I'm like starting to make my own coffee at home. I'm starting to become my own barista. So. <laughs> I'm learning all this, you know, all these tips and tricks from Starbucks. But um, yeah, I, I mean, like you said, I'm a, I'm a registered nurse. So um, I currently reside in California. I'm, I've been born and raised here in California. Our, our moms are, are two peas in a pod. Yeah, they are for <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> and yeah, you know. Um, but anyways, yeah. So you know me. I'm a, I'm a huge family girl. Um, so you know, which is why this COVID crisis kind of hit home for me. I haven't really been able to see them as much as I'd like. Um, but yeah, I love the, you know, I love the idea of travel and meeting new people. So, um, yeah, just basically, and the average girl, you know, just loves to incite inspiration in others and just uplift, you know, uplift those around me. And, um, I just have fallen in love with nursing. So yeah. (laughs) Awesome. That, well, that's been a journey. 
that that's probably the most colorful um tell me about yourself intro we've ever gotten on the podcast <laughs> that's a first for us <laughs> and i'm also trying to wake up here i'm i'm, I'm drinking my my coffee as fast as i can here <laughs> oh, man. what what is, so what are you drinking right now i in my cup i got the verve um Hanapu roast, which is, I believe, from Guatemala, um, and they are actually based out of Santa Cruz, California. Um, and I discovered them in nursing school. Actually, this coffee kept me up through all of those crazy study nights. So wow. I've fallen in love with Verve coffee. So this is really good. I I love light to medium roast coffee. Yeah. So this is actually really good for me because they're. Um, even though they do have darker roasts, they have a lot of uh, variety in the, the light to medium roast, at, which is right up my alley. And it's just one of the smoothest coffees that I've had. So wow. I love it. Um, so, yeah. Hey, guys, drop by our YouTube. Little side note. Beep, 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 beep. Shameless plug. Drop by the YouTube. I did a showdown against Verve Coffee. I did my coffee versus Verve Coffee showdown. Little me 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 shameless plug there. <laughs> um, man, that's awesome. I I love I love I love coffee so much. I'm so excited to be. I'm I, you know I just I appreciate you sending me uh sending me this coffee because you sent me some of this verb, and I'm drinking it right now too. And oh my gosh, this stuff is delicious. It's tasty, very tasty. So I know yeah. this will, this this will turn into a podcast about their coffee, but it's not supposed to. But anyway. <laughs> So, uh, you mentioned that you're a nurse, you mentioned that you're a traveling nurse. Uh, I, I'm excited to have you on the show because I, I, this, I guess this is interesting to me. I feel like this is a great story and I, yeah, I would love for others to hear it too. So when we connected, I was like, yes, not only are we going to talk about some coffee, we also talk about you know your story, <laughs> which is, I think is incredible. I think your story is incredible. So how did you get involved, uh, with nursing and the healthcare profession? Oh, man. <laughs> Do you want the short version or the long version? <laughs> um, you know, I I have to tell you something. I never even imagined myself being a nurse. You know, um, I went I went my most of my adult life not really knowing what I wanted to do. And um, it was just it. All I knew was that I wanted to help people, you know, but I didn't know at what caliber, you know, and it was just kind of, it was in the back of my head for a while. I was working like a nine to five, you know, a desk job and um, really loving my job, but it was just, I wanted more. I, I just, I just kept telling myself, I, I can't sit behind a desk. I need to do more. I need to be out there, you know, reaching the people. So, you know, I still didn't really know how to go about it. All I knew is that I wanted to help people. Um, and unfortunately, I, you know, I fell into nursing through a crazy experience. Um, your family was there with us through the whole thing and, you know, couldn't be more appreciative. Um, my mom had a, a heart attack back in 2012. And so she was in the hospital. She was in the ICU for, you know, quite a few weeks. I think she was she was in the hospital for a total of two months. Um, and during that time, you know, we practically lived there. Um, you know, all of our family was present. And I just, I met two nurses by the name of Bree and Javier. I remember them by name because that's how amazing they were. Uh, man, you know, I, I would be in that 
in my mom's room and I could see her nurse just the way she looked at my mom with such love and care I thought man that's what I want to do this is what I want to do and uh, it's just kind of like a light bulb went off and I said okay that's it I'm gonna be a nurse yeah. it, it was just instantaneous for me right then and there you know so my um, like I said my mom was in the hospital 2012 um, she probably came out um, November you know of 2012 and finally was able to come home she wasn't even so you know supposed to survive that and she did so um, by January 2013 I was sitting in a classroom getting ready and taking classes is wow. you know for my for my nursing program so um, yeah it was just instantaneous unfortunately it was that crazy experience but also it, it was fortunate you know so it was just a really neat experience and um, yeah I've been in love with it ever since Wow you, okay you said something that caught me that caught my attention you said that you remembered the two nurses that took care of your mother Javier and Bree is that right yes is that is that yes something? and is that something in nursing that that they that nurses say like like hey when our patients like they remember like their nurse is that like one of those things? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, whenever you get a good nurse, um, well, it could be also a bad nurse. <laughs> um, you remember your experience in the hospital for the most part, you know. Um, of course, it depends on what's going on with you, but. Um, if you're of sound in mind, usually you remember your experience, and and you have to think about it. You're at your, your most vulnerable state when you're in the hospital. You are on your back in a hospital bed at the mercy of these nurses and doctors. So yes, I think it's going to be very memorable. Um, and you know the the most awesome thing about about one of my mom's ICU nurses, Bree, um, you. Years, fast forward years later, I actually ran into her in the ICU at the hospital that I was working at wow. as an RN, and I was able to, I was able to, um, it, it was just by surprise, too, um, I, I was able to let her know, like, hey, you took care of my mom, and I just wanted to appreciate you. It was a full circle moment, for sure, yeah. um, and I, I just was able to express to her how much that she inspired me to become a nurse and um, she got a little teary-eyed and it was you know we were at work we couldn't really do much but um, it was just an amazing experience and she actually remembered my family which which was a good thing because she she remembered my family in a good light and um, so she, she says yes I, re I remember exactly which room your mom was in and wow and this is uh, six years later Zach so, so wow. you know nurses remember and and yeah and as a nurse I can I can vouch for that you know we do remember our patients so it's it was a really neat moment for sure Wow so okay so how long have you been uh, how long have you actually been in the uh, in in you know in the nursing profession I know you said that you started around like 2013 is when you started your education uh, like how long did give me a little time frame like a little a map <laughs> Oh wow! So um, as much as I wanted my educational map to be on the straight and narrow, there there were some you know bumps along the way, of course. But I started my um, my prerequisites 
and my general education in 2013. And um, I finished all of my admission requirements for my registered nursing program in 2015. And it you know, I, I made the dean the dean's list one year. Um, you know, I was ready to go. I was just so pumped. I applied for the nursing program and I actually got rejected um, twice. So it took me. Actually, I probably got rejected more than twice. It took me a um, a whole two years to actually get into a nursing program. So um, it was becoming a little discouraging for me. Um, I was, you know, I wasn't sure what was going on. You know, I thought, hey, like I got, I got good grades here. You know, my, my transcripts look great. What's going on? Why am I not getting in? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I finally got into my RN program, um, in 2017 and I graduated in May of 2019. So I, I'm going on my two years pretty soon. Yeah. So it's, it's been really interesting. <laughs> wow. Like you've literally, you, you came out ready to face the world, not knowing that the pandemic was around the corner. Like you were, wow, that's crazy. So what, okay. So, I mean, this obviously yes. has been, this has obviously been like this, you know, huge thing, the pandemic and, and stuff. What is your, what is your thoughts on like, um, like, healthcare workers today and the I'm I don't know if you remember like the beginning of the pandemic they were rushing to get people qualified to you know join the health you know the healthcare uh, industry you know to get registered nurses like what is that like what is that actually is what's that what is the effects of that how does that really like look um do you have any thoughts on that oh man honestly I don't think we can rush quick enough to get registered nurses um, out on the floor. Um, you know, they, they still, I, I don't think anything has changed as far as the education requirements or anything like that. Um, I actually spoke with a friend of mine who just finished nursing school and um, she was saying that it was actually harder for her to take her state board exams because now with the pandemic going on, they're not allowing as many people to come in and test for their state boards. So that, that actually means that, you know, these nurses are kind of getting pumped out a little slower because they're not able to get licensed quick enough. So um, I haven't really been following that just because I, I've been so busy working and, and doing my own thing. But right. um, I do know that there's been some stuff going on with with the especially the California State Board of Nursing. So um, I like, you know, I hope they can get them out quick. But, you know, they still have to do their two years of education and and all that good stuff. And then right. they still have to get their state board licensing taken care of. So it's actually a little time consuming, which is why they're they're trying to call in travel nurses to fill in, you know, those staffing shortages. But um, it's just it, it's not enough, Zach. It's just there's there's not enough nurses at all. It's wow. so it's it's a war zone out there trying to trying to get people to come into work. You know. Yeah, I can. It's crazy. I'm I, I'm I'm hearing it. You know, here in Southern California, it's wild the stuff that we're that they're dealing with in in the healthcare industry all the healthcare workers 
really are making the difference, really are the heroes, the unsung heroes of this pandemic right now. Um, so you, so, okay, so you were a traditional nurse. You recently changed your positions uh, to now a traveling nurse. So can you kind of, I know this is one of these career industry things that people, uh, you hear about as being like one of those like golden positions that people like love to be for a while. You know, like they're like, oh, it's a traveling nurse for like 10 years. It was like the greatest experience ever. Can you kind of, oh, yeah. can, can, you, can you talk about that for a minute? Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> well, um, before I decided to get into travel nursing, um, I was just, well, I don't want to say just a floor nurse. I'm still a floor nurse, but now I get to travel and work at different facilities. Um, you know, basically a travel nurse is, is contracted um, to work facility to facility, you know, to fill staffing shortages. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it's just um, before I was working, I was a staff nurse, um, and I was working on a a med surge floor, um, and and COVID hit, so our floor turned into a COVID unit, um, and then I I don't know I some there were some things that were going on at my workplace I was super happy with don't get me wrong I I loved the facility I was working for um, but just a little few things happening here and there where it kind of started to make me think you know okay I can't get too comfortable here um, and just going back to my my education before I even became a nurse or before I even was in the nursing program I remember telling myself that I wanted to be like this pioneering nurse you know I wanted to be someone who went to areas of disaster I just had that in my heart you know that I wanted to be one of those nurses that up and left and you know just would go anywhere I needed to be. So um, I got comfortable at the facility that I was working at, and I remembered that vision that I had back when, you know, I was in school. And so I thought, okay, this we're in a pandemic. This is my time to yeah. get up and go, you know. So, um, so I did, and um, this is my very first travel contract, so I have not been doing travel nursing for very long. I'm in, Like I said, I'm in my third week um, of an eight-week contract, and with travel nursing, you can pick and choose where you go. You definitely can. You have a lot of freedom. Um, you're not a... Um, you're not an employee for the facility you work for. You're a contracted employee. So... Um, you're still having to do the same things and work on the floor or work in whatever unit you decide to work in. Um, but it is a little different, you know, you're kind of just thrown in with the tigers and you don't get a lot of training. I think I, I got half a day of training. So it's very fast paced. You need to be a quick learner. You need to be adaptable. You need to be just open-minded. And before, um, before I left on my first contract, I remember telling myself, I'm either going to love this or hate this, but I'm going to keep an open mind. And, um, you know, I just, I went in, you know, you got to go in with that idea that you're not doing this for you. You know, you're, you're doing this for the patients. Um, And so it's been a really 
good experience so far. So far, I'm really falling in love with it, but it just depends. I've been talking to other travel nurses, and they're telling me, man, Antoinette, you got really lucky with your first assignment because this place is a walk in the park, you know, and uh, I the, the patient load is really easy for the most part. It's um, the ratio here in California is one nurse to five patients, and the floor that I'm on, our ratio is one nurse to three patients. Wow. So it's very nice. Um, you know, I got really blessed with, with where I was placed for sure, and um, I, I signed up to be in the California float pool, actually. So my agency told me, hey, we're going we're gonna to send you here, but... Any day now, we can call you and send you to SoCal. We can send you wherever we need to send you. Wow. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I think I'm crazy for signing up for something like this, especially for my first assignment. But that goes back to my vision. You know, I want to go wherever I'm needed, you know. So yeah. I, I've i been in Modesto. I've been up north um, in Northern California for the three weeks, and I'm hoping I stay there, but – there's always that chance that I can get that phone call, you know, yeah. to, to go somewhere else. So, um, so far it's been really great. Um, travel nursing does give you a lot of freedom to go wherever you want to go. You, you do have a lot of say in, in where you go. So, um, it's really nice. Um, and anyone interested in doing travel nursing, I definitely just suggest you do your research, um, especially on which travel agencies that, you know, they want to pick and choose and work for. Wow. That's awesome. I'm I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that it's, you know, like you talked about, you said you had a vision. You had this this life, this goal, this vision that was put, you know, in your mind and you're following it. You're you're taking the ne- the actual steps necessary to see that vision come come to fruition, you know. I think a lot of times like we get I don't know myself personally, it was just kind of like no to get to the next step in my career or in whatever it may be for the podcast, for the coffee subscription, whatever it is, like I have to just follow the next step and it's like, okay, find it, look for it and actually go get it. And it's just really, it's really inspiring to hear your story. You, you just see that kind of like you're talking about your story every step of the way you've taken action to see that that dream to see that vision come true. And like, now you're, you're there, like you're following, you're executing that mission to go where you're needed. You know, like that's so empowering and like, wow, I'm about to cry right now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do, Zach. I make people cry. (laughs) It's um, it's been amazing. And I, I, I <laughs> couldn't I honestly couldn't do it without without God for sure you know he's been with me every step of the way um, so my faith has played a huge a huge part in this whole journey you know um, and it's it's just been amazing I I like I said before I could have never imagined I would be doing this right now you know especially in a pandemic like yeah. I just it's unfathomable sometimes. I mean, man, you guys are the unsung heroes. It's like you think about like real life heroes. I mean, I see the memes like all the time. They're like, not all heroes wear capes. And there's like a nurse like wearing Crocs in the background. And you're like, yeah. You know? <laughs> like I see the memes. You know, I, I do want to. I do want to say something though. <laughs> I have to say, you know, um, 
the the real heroes to are the RTs. I, I don't think they get enough recognition, but the respiratory therapists, I need to shout them out right now because they are the real deal. They they are on beck and call for us, you know, when, when our patients are, are not doing well respiratory wise. They are there and they're on the front lines with us and they're they're managing all of the you know, all of those uh, machines, the ventilators that's a respiratory therapist behind that. So yeah. um, just shout out to them, man, because they, they really are a huge, huge, you know, part of, of this whole thing too. So wow. it's not just uh, nurses and, um, yeah, definitely everybody. The CNAs are a huge backbone. So just shout out to everybody for sure, yeah. Everybody, yeah, all the, the entire healthcare uh, industry, man. You guys are all – Yes. You guys are all, all making the difference right now. So – Okay, so uh, what is what is one of the most exciting uh, things about your job? Maybe not. Oh, I mean, man. not just not just the fact <laughs> that you get to travel, but I, you know, what I'm saying like that. That's that's you know that's exciting. Yeah. We know that, but like you know, as a nurse, what is what is what is one of the most exciting things about your job? Uh, I think what excites me the most. Um, is actually seeing my patients improve and and heal right before my eyes, um, especially if I've, I've had the same patient for a couple of nights. Um, and I, I literally see a patient one night on the verge, on the cusp of death, and they are, you know, about to get intubated, you know, because they are not doing well. Um, and then I, I come back to work, you know, the next night and the next night and they're getting better and you know so I think for me what excites me is that you know that satisfaction in knowing that I had a little part in that you know that I had mm -hmm. a little hand in that you know just a, a tiny bit <laughs> um, that's what's exciting you know um, and then I think too what's really exciting about the job is is not knowing what you're gonna get you know um, I, I walk into work every day and I don't know what kind of assignment I'm going to have. I don't know what kind of people I'm going to meet. So um, it's, you you know, you just got to be prepared for, for everything. And um, so I think that's, you know, it's kind of like a box of chocolates, like Forrest Gump says. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So um, it, it's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like uh that you're the right type of person for this for this type of job you know like you have to sort of be like you said adapt to your surroundings you and especially in the traveling nurse side of it too not just in the nursing thing but also in traveling nurse like you're going to be introduced to different environments different workplaces mm -hmm. different types of people that move around and do things just slightly different so like it just sounds like you like you found like a good spot that really fits like your you know like your personality is being able to tackle this type of job, you know? Yes. I think you, you definitely have to just keep an open mind and, um, you know, be, uh, well, if, if you're not a people person, you probably shouldn't be a nurse, but yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely have to be open-minded and, you know, um, just be, just show up with a, 
an open heart and and just be ready to work, you know. And and I I love meeting new people, so I make friends wherever I go. Um, and it, you know, it's just which is why I chose travel nursing too. I wanted to just meet and and see different people, you know, you know, just from different walks of life and and experience that, you know. So it's it's been really good and I and I'm starting to think that yeah you're right you know I, I think that my personality is 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 fitting in in this type of environment I wasn't too sure Zach I was really scared <laughs> I was really nervous but so far so good so you know I might call you crying later but <laughs> oh man <laughs> so far so good oh man I I've yeah you you okay so a while back you posted a video you've actually uh you actually had COVID and you've survived COVID and you made a video, a bit of a, I don't want to say yes. confession, but like a vlog about, you know, your experience. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh man. Um, yeah, I made a quick video just because, um, you know, I, I don't think at that point in time um, when I got sick, there were still a lot of people. Do you remember, Zach? There were still a lot of people who were like, "Covid is not real." Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, I think that's still happening. You know, you see all these people dying, and I think it's still there's still people out there that are like, "No, it's not Covid." But um, yeah, so that that was kind of my purpose behind that video. Um, but back in June, I got I contracted Covid. From work, um, so it was a, it was definitely a crazy experience. You know, I you know as I started to feel my symptoms, I thought I had a sinus infection, wow. and it it just it felt like allergies to me. So it took me a few days, and then um, finally I was at home. Um, you know, I lived by myself, so I I didn't really have anyone to help me, but. Um, I was getting ready to just say, hey, you know, I need to go to the urgent care. I am not feeling good at all. Um, but I didn't even make it to the urgent care because I ended up collapsing in my bedroom. Oh my I was Lord. just so lightheaded and I was so short of breath that I just, um, I, I luckily I had my cell phone in my hand and I, I was on the floor. I called my mom and I said, hey, can you send, you know, I was telling, I was asking her to send my brother over. I said, can you please send him over? I, I can't drive like this. I, you know, I fell at home. And so my brother comes and picks me up and takes me to the emergency room. And the doctor came in and it was, it was crazy because when she said, hey, you know, you have COVID. At that point in time, I was like, oh, my gosh, you could, you could, you might as well tell me I'm dying. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but, right? Um, you know, that's how terrified I was. You know, because COVID is not so new to us anymore. But back in June, we were kind of in the thick of our first wave yeah. of, you know, COVID patients coming in and everything. And so it was still fairly new and I was terrified. I thought, okay, what's going to happen next? So yeah. she, she laid it down for me. She said, hey, you know, you're do you're actually doing really good. You know, your your oxygen saturations are are a above 90%, you know, which is really good. And um, she said, so we're going to send you home to quarantine. And I thought, okay, oh my goodness, what's, uh, yeah, I didn't even really know what, 
what was going to happen next because all I knew was that my symptoms were not even at their peak yet, you know. Wow. So I went home and uh, my family just felt so helpless because, you know, they couldn't come and help me. And um, so they would leave stuff at my doorstep and, it, you know, they helped as much as they could. But... I kid you not, there were there were some days where I would wake up in my living room and I don't even remember how I got there. I was just struggling to get comfortable. I was fatigued. I had every symptom under the sun. I had, you know, um, short of breath and I had a really bad cough. I was just, I couldn't really walk that far. I stayed in bed the majority of the time. Um, and it was just, it was a crazy experience. I, there were days where I thought, oh my gosh, is this it, you know, because I was so foggy brained and, you know, that, that comes with your short of breath, you know, your body is not, is not being supplied with enough oxygen. So it starts to get to your brain a little bit, you know? So that's one sign I do want to tell people like, Hey, if you're feeling, if you're feeling foggy brained on top of short of breath, you need to get yourself to the hospital. Um, but I was trying to stay out of the hospital. I felt like if I went to the hospital that I was just going to be in there for a long time. I was terrified. So being a COVID nurse, I knew how to nurse myself as much as I could as far as how to position myself and, you know, what what medications I need to be taking, which aren't that many, but, you know, I was just taking immune supplements. I was constantly taking my vitamins and things like that. And um, yeah, it it took me about three weeks to finally get out of my funk and improve. But it was just, it was a very crazy experience. And um, a lot of my coworkers who have already contracted COVID as well, um, we all can agree and say that this is something that we have never felt before. You know, so if if you feel like you have COVID, you you'll start after a few days of your symptoms brewing up you know you'll know you have covid i feel like you will know it's covid it's it's not like anything that you have felt before you know it's very different so it you know luckily i didn't have to be hospitalized and i survived and everything you know um everything went okay but how how um, many views do you have on that video oh i don't even know i i'm not I am not tech savvy like you. I I posted that video and then um, once I posted it, I forgot about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to post this on my Facebook. And it was basically just for my, my friends and family on Facebook because I had a lot of people on there. Yeah. Um, somebody had commented on, on a post saying, oh, COVID's not real. And I saw my brother reply and he's like, no, it's real. You know, my sister's sick. So, um, you know, it was just like uh, more of an awareness thing. I wanted to get it out there, you know, and let people know that, hey, this this can happen to anybody, you know. A hundred percent. No, I totally agree. It's just it's so wild. Like when you posted that video, I just knew like, it, you know, the power of the Internet, the power of the Internet, like here we are in 2021 and people still don't some people don't believe covid's real and they you know i'm like are you kidding me like i just don't understand i don't yeah i don't know what to do anymore um but you know whatever yeah i i I don't like to 
I'm not trying to like make fun of these people who don't believe in it. That's not my goal here. But it's just like, you know, I hear people like you, people in the healthcare industry who have been through it, have gotten it, who, you know, you posted your symptoms. And I'm glad you did because you talked about your symptoms and stuff because that was early days. And like you said, it was confusing and it is scary because a friend of mine just recently got COVID. He has COVID right now. He's battling COVID. And he said, he's like, it's literally was scary. Like I got it. And I thought, oh my God, like I'm probably going to die. Cause you know, like that's just the way the, I guess the way, like the way media and the way news is like circulating now, people who do get COVID end up thinking like, I'm, I'm going to die. And so it, it's like, it's very serious on one end of the spectrum. And then on the other end, it's like non-existent. So there's got to be an in-between point, and I'm glad you posted a video to help people like like you approached it in a real professional way. And being a nurse, there's more credibility to like me underseeing <laughs> and getting a perspective and being like, okay, I trust what she's saying, you know, like that for me, it helps out because yeah. like I said, there's the, there's the there's that one side of it where like I'm going to die. And then there's the other side of it where people don't even believe it exists. So. Yeah. And um, I don't want to scare anybody either, but it's it's it affects everybody so differently. We've had really young adults um, not not make it out of the hospital due to COVID. And, um, you know, no underlying issues, healthy as can be, you know. So it affects everybody so differently. But on the bright side, we have tons of people getting COVID, going to the hospital, and coming out and getting better, you know. Yeah. So... Um, that's the bright side. A lot of people are going home and getting better. So you just got to stay safe, really, and try to prevent it at all costs. But it's really hard to. It really is. So, I mean, we've been talk, talking about the COVID situation here. I wanted to get your 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 thoughts on what are three things that that we can do as listeners, myself, you know, what is as a public citizen or citizen here, <laughs> what can we do? What are three things that we can do to help save lives? Oh, man, the the number one thing that they taught us in nursing school, the number one best way, and this, this is coming from my nursing instructors and from my nursing education. So the number one best way to fight infection is to wash your hands. That's it. It's it's so simple. It is the most simple thing we can do. And I'm, I commend our, you know, our society. There's so many people that carry their hand sanitizer. And, um, you know, it's, it's awesome. People are being proactive about it. But believe it or not, that is like the number one thing that you can do is just constantly wash your hands or sanitize your hands. Um, you know, because we're creatures of habit and you won't believe how many times we touch our face. If, oh, yeah. if you really were to be conscientious and and count how many times you touch your face in, in a day, oh man, you would, it probably, it, it would be a lot. So um, washing your hands, um, of course, we don't like to do it, but masking up is, is such a huge lifesaver, you know, um, just following the the guidelines and regulations of the I know California state requires us to wear masks. I'm not sure if it's if it's nationwide yet, but um, definitely masking up is a huge thing and limiting your um, basically the social distancing is a huge help. Limiting your contact with others um, and I know it's ridiculous, but 
um, if you're going to go visit someone, wear your mask. You know, um, I I haven't seen my mom um, in probably a couple of months already. And if I look at the year 2020, I probably have seen her just a couple of times um, just because I want to be extra careful. So um, you and I think I, I stated in my in my video, you know, it's not just about you anymore. Right. It's about everybody else. So, um, yeah, I just, just being so, being safe um, and education is also a huge thing. Educate yourself and really, um, you know, see what the CDC is saying. See what the WHO, the World Health Organization, see what they're saying. And... Um, it's going to be kind of confusing. I know in the beginning, it was a little confusing even for healthcare because things were so new, and um, even in healthcare, things were not very um, structured because yeah. we were still figuring out. Okay, is this airborne? Is this contact? Is this droplet? What's going on? How do we protect ourselves? So, the way I see it, and the way a lot of my nurse friends see it, is treat everybody like they have COVID. That's all you can do. And um, if you have that mindset, you know, you tend to be, you know, tend to act a little safer. So um, yeah, just, I, I haven't left my house. I use DoorDash. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> I'm using all the delivery services I can. <laughs> hey, tell me about it. That's why yeah, I you got I, to. Um, so, you know, you 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 say you're obviously you say you're using all the delivery services. Uh, what what has been like one of the what has been some of the, like the impact that COVID has had on the healthcare like facilities? I know that we see like like we like I watch the news right, and I don't necessarily know where it's happening all over the country, but I do know that there are some facilities like like they're saying things about like COVID beds not being available, like just not being available because beds not being available because of so many people dealing with COVID. Um, can you maybe talk about that a little bit? Talk about the impact COVID has had on healthcare facilities or maybe clarify some of the stuff what's going on. Oh, that's exactly what is going on. Um, there's not enough beds. Um, there's not enough ventilators. Um, you know, hospitals are only equipped with so many supplies. So, um, no, it's exactly what you said, you know, um, and on top of that, we have the shortages going on. There's not enough nurses. And um, with COVID patients, there, there's a certain ratio. Usually with COVID patients, there should be only one nurse to about three or four COVID patients because they're just the acuity and the critical, they're just a little bit more critical, you know. Um, so they don't really like to give nurses more than four COVID patients. But since we are so short, nurses are taking on five, six COVID patients. And overall, it's, it's really scary because um, it can't be safe for the patients. Um, and then I also read on the news that if you were to die in a car accident, they're not gonna they're not gonna take you to the hospital. You know, if you're dead on the scene, 
that's it. They're not even going to bother taking you to the hospital. So um, it's just a matter of saving the beds for for the COVID patients and for who, the people that really need them, not just COVID as well, but, um, you know, to explain it a little better, there's like a hierarchy, you know, of, of how you triage these patients. So COVID is right up there because it's a respiratory issue. And if they can't breathe, then they will eventually go hypoxic and um, go into cardiac arrest. So these, these patients are pretty up there on the, on like the hierarchy, you know? Right. So okay. it's just, it's crazy there. Yeah. It's just a really crazy thing. It's, I mean, you know, I just, Oh man, another, I wish we were in a different, different, you know, different space and time. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so you know, I think we're getting to a little more difficult questions here. You know, I, I know you already you talked about what was, you know, the most exciting thing about your job. Uh, can you tell me what is the hardest part of your job? Uh, there are so many things about nursing that are very hard. It's a very um, challenging. Um, it's emotionally overwhelming sometimes it's physically demanding at times um but i think for me one of the hardest things um that i've had to do was uh call family and tell them that their loved one didn't make it um and i think that has got to be one of the hardest things that i had never in my life imagined that i would be doing is is calling family members and letting letting them know their family didn't make it, um, or you know not being able to revive patients when they go into cardiac arrest, because as a nurse, no matter no matter how old the patient may be, you know you want them to be okay that they're in your care and you want them to be to be okay, but. Um, I think that's just the hardest job is, or the hardest thing about, about my job. And, and I still battle with not taking things home with me, but as a nurse, you know, you're responsible for these human lives for 12 hours a day. You know, you're, these people, they're in your hands. And um, so when I go home, I'm constantly running through, did I miss anything? You know, uh, did I do everything I, I could have done? So it's just, that's pretty hard too. Um, and I'm learning along the way how to let go of those things. You know, I have to rest assured that yes, I did everything I could and I advocated for my patient. Um, but it, it's really hard not not taking a little bit of that with you because for me personally, I'm invested in these people. You know, I I, I spend 12 hours a, a night with these people. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard overall, um, and everybody's different. But just uh, yeah, you gotta just <laughs> try to let go as soon as you leave the hospital. Just that that's my main thing is just. Trying to let go and and you know rest that okay I did what I could you know wow wow that is so true man that's so 
so surreal to hear hear you talk about it like that, man. That's crazy. I really appreciate you sharing this stuff with us on the podcast. I mean, this is the Average Fellows podcast. We Sometimes we don't get this. We don't travel this deep into the way things really are. And so I really appreciate you coming on and sharing these perspectives, you know, these perspectives that we sometimes we don't ever maybe never thought about. But, you know, sometimes they don't come up in our everyday life. And I really appreciate that. You, what, what is it? How do you go to work every day? What is it that just, you know, I know you, you talked about some of the most exciting parts about your job, but, but what is it that really keeps you going back to work every day? Oh man. Um, really the, the love for nursing is what gets me going. Um, yeah, I may have a stressful day at work. It may be hard, but at the end of the day, I love what I do. Um, and yesterday, I um, I came home from work, and I just thought, man, I can't believe I get to do this. This is amazing, you know. But as far as preparing myself, um, because like I said in the you know a little earlier, I don't know what I'm going to get on my shift. So. Um, I just I pray I and I have to give it to God because I am just a a wee woman you know I'm just I'm just this human I'm in this human shell and I am just the way I see it I'm doing God's work you know yeah and so I go into work I and I I have a long commute especially since I'm traveling right now I have a long commute I drive like about an hour and a half to work and so. Oh, um, I'm driving and I'm listening to my music and I'm praying and I'm just, I got to give it to God because I, you know, I'm, I'm the person that, you know, put, you know, takes care of these people, but I can't do it without God's support, you know? And so I'm just constantly remembering like, okay. And I, I give myself a, a pep talk too. I don't, I don't know how other nurses are. Cause I, <laughs> I take, you know, you got to take this job very seriously because it is it's a very serious job and it's very stressful at times so I'm I'm giving myself a pep talk and I'm praying and I'm just I you know I got to remember that this is what I signed up for and um, at the end of the day it's my love for the people and my love for for the profession that really gets me gets me to work every day and um and it really gets me through, to be honest. Wow. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, so we have one last question here. This is one last question. And uh, I know that the nursing community is a very tight-knit community. Nurses are down with nurses. You guys have, like, you know, a thing. <laughs> There's just a thing for nurses. You know what I'm saying? They, they got a club. <laughs> There's a club. So I, I wanted to give you the opportunity uh, – to share some words of encouragement uh, for your fellow healthcare workers, your fellow nurses that are out there in the front lines, what are some words of encouragement that you want to share with them? Because um, I do know there are a handful of nurses that have listened to the podcast, and I'm sure they would love to hear uh, anything that you have to say. Oh, I would just say, you know, we're going to get through it and uh, pat yourself on the back because you're doing a gosh darn job right now. Um, I, all the nurses that I have worked with so far are nothing short of amazing. So um, 
I'm speak, you know, I, I'm a nurse and I know that I go home and I feel like I've fallen short so many times, but, but we're doing the best we can. And, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I just, I appreciate every single healthcare worker from, from, you know, environmental services, janitorial to doctors, everybody is doing their part you know, and just show up and, you know, we're, we're doing our best fighting this, but there will, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and I can see it. I can see it. And we just have to have hope and have faith. So. Oh man. It's a hard time. That's that's the truer words could never have been said. Have hope and have faith, you know? Um, Wow. That was a really, that was a really good, that was a really good episode, Antoinette. I really appreciate you being here with us today. Really appreciate you joining the call. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I really, I really had, a, I had a good time on this call. This is such a, is such a good perspective to be able to have on the podcast. I'm excited to be able to share more stories like yours. Um, this, it's just inspiring, you know. It's inspiring to get this kind of story that actually means something that's actually going to help somebody out there. The nurses out there, the healthcare workers, uh, we just want to say thank you. You know, I appreciate you guys, what you guys are doing. And, you know, I want to say thank you, Antoinette, you know, personally for being on the show for, you know, providing that perspective for us. Oh, Um, you're so welcome. I am going to link your YouTube video to this podcast because it's people need to know they need to know. Um, but before we sign off here, are there any uh, any any anybody that you want to shout out and uh, and 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 give a give a, a a holler at on the podcast before we sign off today? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> um, I'm just gonna shout out to my mom. I miss her. <laughs> I'm out here doing my thing, working on the front lines, and I really miss her. Um, so, mom, I love you. I miss you and um, I, I'm just hoping I can see you soon and um, yeah but I just hope everyone can stay safe out there and we'll get through, through this for sure for sure well thank you Antoinette I really appreciate you being here hey guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Average Fells podcast uh, once again drop by our website www.averagefells.com you can subscribe to our coffee subscription there Uh, And you can also catch some cool bonus content on the YouTube channel, the Facebook, all that stuff is there. You can listen to past episodes on the website. Uh, Just go take a look, guys. I really appreciate it. Hey, like, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. It really helps us out. And once again, guys, peace and love from the fellas.